Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet on Jack and Zach. This is episode 490, what, 493 of the podcast, I, I we'll say? So. It's 493 of the so. podcast. Remember, we are presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is a highly intense workout developed by the man himself, Floyd Money Mayweather. Get your membership now. Always bet on Jack and Zach is also sponsored by Bet Online. Dot AG. Use that promo code, capital B-L-E-A-V-50, for that 50% bonus during the NBA season. Hufflepuff, how are we today? Wow, oh, you can call me Hufflepuff in a minute, but I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How about you, good sir? I was fantastic. You you were fantastic at the comedy club last night. Thank at you. The Gold Margarita. Thank you. That was so last minute. I am surprised I even got a chuckle. I, I was know. Very pleasant. The surprised. New Jersey joke kind of struck a chord with me, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> oh no, I have more. Believe me, I know my whole do. set was originally New Jersey, but I'm saving that. Saving. I saving know you those. do. Hey, before we start, I want to give a quick shout out to Mike Spangenberg and uh, those guys right there, State 48. Yeah, gave me a great a great swag bag here of of State 48 apparel. Again, go to state48.com if you haven't checked it out. This one is uh, about Camelback. This is a Camelback design. I think we had a golf one. He went to the Open Waste Management Open. If you're in the Phoenix area, that's something yes. you definitely want to check out. The Super Bowl and the Open are, next, are here yeah. at the same time next oh, year. Crazy. Here's the golf State 48 shirt. What else we got in here, Zach? What else we got? We got the we got the camel one. This one's honestly my favorite. I don't know, it's the, the waste least, management open. It's the least colorful one, but I think it's my favorite. And then, of course, we have uh, Old Reliable right here, the old OG. Reliable. Wait, with state logo in the background, State 48, Mike Spangenberg. Look out for that episode, episode 494 of the podcast right after this one. Thank you so much to State 48. Head on over to state48.com for that merch. But uh, what do you got on uh, the horizon for us today? What's on the agenda? What's so, on the list of Zach Kelly? The first thing on our agenda today is All-Star Weekend in the NBA has come and pass. And special thing this year is the 75th anniversary of the NBA. So they have their 75th anniversary team. And I thought it would be fun if from that list we both pick our own starting fives. And I will let you go first. Uh, okay. My starting point guard oh, point guard. Okay. on my dream team is going to be Steph Curry. And you know why? Because oh. he's one of the greatest shooters I've ever seen wow. in this generation and in any generation. And then I'm going to take the greatest three-point shooter of all time as my shooting guard, Ray Allen. You're going to you're gonna do your whole five before I get any picks? That's no. absolutely right. Wow. And then I'm going to go with arguably one of the greatest players the world has ever seen, whether anybody wants to believe it or not, Kevin Durant. Okay. Okay. Those are my first three. I'll let you squeeze in a few. Okay. I'll I'll stick with the uh, with the um backcourt then. Okay. So for my starting shooting guard, I'm going Michael Jordan, be- best shooting guard and arguably best player of all time, easily by a country mile. Then my point guard, best passer in all of basketball history, Magic Johnson. So I got that, and then small forward. I look at that list. I I mean LeBron James is the best small forward. I don't know if he works great in this lineup though. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Larry Bird. I'm gonna say Larry that's Bird. That's a good. That's a good safety my small net. forward. It's a great safety net. Now I gotta pick two guys down low yeah, in the paint. Yeah, yeah, you're two guys. I'm gonna go Shaq. Not because of his 
playing abilities. He's one mm-hmm. of the best ever. Yeah. Hall of Fame caliber prime, player, absolutely. right? But at the same time, he's going to bring that tenacity. He's going to bring the energy. Bravado, he, yeah. He's going to build the chemistry. Insanely, insanely well and well-versed uh, businessman. I think he'll bring that to the table. <laughs> so I think he's going to he's really going to loosen things up uh, off the court as well as be a stud on the court if he is in his prime. If right. this is if we're looking at the top 5 dream teams for everybody in their mm-hmm. prime, then he's up no, there. No, he as well. he probably has the best prime ever. Those the, that 2000 to 2002 Shaq, oh my god. God, and then I got to pick a set. I guess he would be my center. I guess power forward, power forward slash center your four. Who is your four? I'm going to go with KG cuz KG That's a good KG one. in his prime in Boston was one of the greatest players ever and now he's got a movie career with uncut gems he's got that connection I think I'd I'd be a great coach for that team you can get me that Adam Sandler connection See, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just thinking basketball. We're going to be a very successful basketball team, but we're also going to be a very successful business partnership. Oh, that's I like that. I like that. It's a nice little flavor here has that makes yours unique. All right. So I'll go with my center first as well. I'm going to go with the dream himself, Hakeem Elijahwan, one of the only players to ever win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season. He's going to be amazing on both ends of the court. And with Magic Johnson passing it to him down low, that's an unbeatable combination. You know, he's gonna get he's not gonna get help help defense on him. He's gonna be on one on one because Jordan's gonna take it. So I love him at center and ooh, I I gotta decide what I'm doing for power forward. This is this is the one that's tough. Um you know what? I know he didn't traditionally Time is money, play, Zach. Play Let's power go. forward, but no, I'm not okay. I'll stick with more, more, more. Someone that fits in the four better. I'm gonna go with another with a local hero, the loud mound of rebound himself, probably just a couple miles from where we are right now. Sir Charles Barkley will be my four. So my starting five would be Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. Hakeem Olajuwon and Charles Barkley as my all-time. There's a lot of egos five. in that starting five. It is. That's here's what, the, here's that's why the one I like thing mine. I okay. Steph Curry was molded by Steve Kerr, arguably one of the best and most humble coaches in the National Basketball Association. You have him at point guard. You got Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett, who have great chemistry already because they've won championships mm. yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal, who's been a part of that fray as well, has played with. Almost all of these guys didn't play with Steph, played with Ray, he played with KG. Mm. And then you got, uh, who was my last one? Uh, oh my God, who was your last one? Um, oh my God, I'm blanking. KD. So KD, I got KG yeah, right. and KD, and then he's just the best basketball player in the world. So mm-hmm, absolutely. I think my team's going to gel. I think so. I, I, We're going to have curious. to test it out in like NBA 2K yes, or something. Let's say, we'll test it out in 2K. I'll test it out in 2K tonight, and I'll see what result I get. I'll let us know next week. And you in the comments... Let us know. Oh, we have a we have a text from Hank. I love Steph Curry in the original It. Was that in the original It? Was he in any of the It movies? Please confirm this. Tim Curry was the original That's such a Pennywise. bad pun. That's yeah, such Tim a bad Curry. pun. Tim That's Curry. when you know Hank doesn't know sports. Oh my god. That's why he's not on this segment. Oh, all right. <laughs> So let us know what your, in the comments, what your all-time starting five would be and which one of ours, if our twos went head-to-head, you would think when we'll let you know what, T- what uh, 2K says and we'll let you know what you said next week. But uh, let one more piece of basketball before we go into our uh, Michael Sarah segment this week. So Lakers, uh, 
ninth seed, almost tenth seed right now, might not even make the play in let tournament, let alone the playoffs. Uh, kind of floundering. Got after the All Star break, thought they were getting back on track. They lost to the Mavericks last night, but even before that, they lost to a Pelicans team that still doesn't have Zion. That's still figuring it out. And they just got blown out at home. And, you know, Lakers fans, you know, understandably started booing. And this is the interesting thing I want to get your opinion on. These Lakers fans, Trevor Ariza, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, all started barking back. They started, you know, telling these fans to shut up, said they don't know know nothing, and just full on, like, getting going. To be going. fair, fans don't know much. That is, I'm not, I'm not saying that that part's not true. But yelling and turning at your own fans in your own arena, I'm curious. Do you... Are you like on the side of the fan, fans where it's like they have the right to boo or do you think the players are right? It's just like, hey, when we're struggling no. now, it's not the time. When you're struggling as bad as the Los Angeles Lakers mm-hmm. are struggling right now, fans are going to boo. I grew up a New York Yankee Zach, fan. Thank you. I grew thank up you. a New York Yankee fan. We could have won 13 games in a row and lost two in a row and everybody's down on on the Yankees. Fire Boone, you know, take take CC. Like, it literally mm-hmm. turns on a dime. Fans pay a good amount of money to go to what's it crypto.com center yeah now? crypto.com arena the crip the crip the crip you know one of these days peacock is gonna buy a stadium yes. or an arena and they're gonna call that place dude charles is gonna have such a good time with that charles and Shaq, unlike that you know, inside the nba tnt they're just gonna be like oh back to the cock arena all right we're going back to the cock guys pivotal game at the cock tonight game seven at the cock it's gonna be great I'm excited. Anyway. Bedlam in the cock. <laughs> gonna see you. May you might end up seeing Foo Fighters in the cock one day. Who knows? I hope so. I <laughs> cried at that concert. I was telling my buddy, I'm like, I haven't cried that bad of my buddy leaving the Air Force um, until like 24 hours prior to that because I went to a Foo Fighter concert. <laughs> Dave Grohl really knows how to pull on your heartstrings. Oh. He's one of the best, if not the best. But back to uh, Crypto.com Center. Yes, fans pay a good amount of money to see their team play. And if they don't perform, they have every right to boo. Mm-hmm. No, the yeah. Lakers, on the other hand, the players know that just as well as we do. So I, I think that's just a, they're at a certain level of frustration to where they had to take out their anger on somebody. It was very unprofessional of them to do that. Yeah. I, I'm fully on the side of the fans, even though it is frustrating as a player. Mm-hmm. But you're a professional. You're getting paid big-time money to perform, and you're not – the fans have every right to react however the hell yeah, they want Yeah, I'm with you 100%. And I, even though I get it's frustrating, here's the thing. It's a difference when, like, for example, like, it's like if fans booed, like, okay, see, almost everyone's on their rookie deal. No one is getting paid big money. They're way under the salary cap. They're in a rebuild, so you don't expect anything. This team, two years ago, won a championship, and you have two MVPs uh, and a top five player, Anthony Davis, and you are spending all this money. You're way in the luxury tax. Like you have, you're spending all the money. You're not supposed to be in a rebuild, and you're this bad. So I completely, it's like, hey, it's not like you guys are new players that you know fans have too much expectations for. I mean, John Moran exactly. and the Grizzlies, way younger, have way less experience than you guys, and they're the third seed in the conference right now, and you guys might even make the playoffs. So. I completely understand that. But LeBron James is supposed to be the face of the NBA too. Yeah, and the fact he that knows he, better. yeah, I mean, it's it, it was a little bit sad display, but you know that's what you love about sports. Maybe it'll be a redemption arc. Maybe the Lakers might make a run, or maybe you know this whole thing collapses and it's you know a documentary about the collapse of a dynasty. So you know, can't we'll wait see. for that Adam McKay documentary. Oh God. Uh, anyway, so that's enough of NBA talk. Do you think he's going to leave LeBron after this year? So he back he to Cleveland round three. So that's the thing. Okay, we'll talk about this play with his son. More. So 
one, I don't think LeBron wants to leave. I think there's serious consideration that the Lakers blow everything up. Obviously, they're going to trade Westbrook in the year, but I think they might trade all three. They might trade LeBron, Westbrook, and Anthony Davis, just completely rebuild completely. I think the Lakers have more than comfortable with going into a full rebuild considering how much assets they would get for all three of those players. So I don't think LeBron wants to leave, but I think there's a good chance the Lakers do end up trading him in the offseason along with the rest of the team. And although it would be fun to see him in Cleveland, Cleveland right now they have a young core. They'd have to get rid of things to fit with LeBron right now. I think they're hostile technically. They're the four seed. They might have a home playoff series in the East. And they're still so young. Evan Mobley looks like he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year. Like, it's just, I mean, I, I have a hard time thinking, for the first time, I at his age, I don't think Cleveland actually want would want him. Again, I think he might be interested, but that's, I, again, I don't I think LeBron's not opposed to L.A. or not opposed to the other these places, but I don't think that L.A. or Cleveland necessarily want him anymore, if you get if you get what I'm saying. I'm catching your drift, but that's typical LeBron, you know? If he doesn't find a place to win, he's at the end of his career in the limelight. Mm-hmm. He's in his light years. Yeah, I mean, we, we like to think that everyone gets to go out like Tom Brady, but most greats, their, their end is not going to I mean, Jordan's wizard years, most people do not go out. Superstars don't go out with a bane. We, that's just what we get used to. But anyway, that's enough NBA talk. So it is time for... The Michael Sarah Halftime Report. Do we have Michael Sarah's pickle in a desert? We don't have it, Hank. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Wow. That's depressing. Well, anyway, it'll be a pretty short segment. So I'm, co- I'm trying to, you know, gather some more interesting ones. I'm waiting for more news on the Wes Anderson movie. We should be getting. I mean, there's only so much info you can find out about uh, Michael no Sarah. Thing. We knew this going in, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as well. No, that we were that probably going to run out of information on Michael Sarah because he's literally, he's not. He he's is not lying. He has actor. a Hulu show coming out soon, and she will be. We've reviewing already talked about it, though. Each, well, as soon as it comes out, we're reviewing each episode. Thank you very much. I'm not watching that garbage. Uh, rude. So we're going to be reviewing each of Love Beth when it comes out. He's also going to be in a Wes Anderson moon movie very soon. He's also producing his own comedy. So once we start getting, you know, behind the scenes photos and trailers for that, we'll start talking about that more. But a little bit of a low period. So today, don't worry, Michael Sarah's in good health, but I just wanted to, we have some pictures that we're going to show and we're going to just give a moment of silence for how beautiful and amazing our yeah, dear beloved be nice Michael Sarah is. Now, if that doesn't tug on your heartstrings, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what will. And that was... That was oddly peaceful. Did I see Rappaport in there? Snooky? Was that <laughs> Snooky that he had a picture with on the yeah, first one? Yeah, you never seen that picture before? No. He was with the Jersey Shore cast? No. See, there's more to Mike... Okay, then I'll talk about I'll talk about Michael that. Michael Sarah was in the Jersey Shore? He made a... All right, so next week I'll have a fun one. See, next that, week that's good have... information that we've never heard of before. Why didn't you bring that well, up? The... Cause we're, I gotta let we're it. preluding to the next mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. So, though, little sneak preview of what next week's more. Michael Sarah segment will be. But that was this week's 
Michael, Michael Sarah halftime, halftime report. report again. Our apologies for not having that He'll add it in post. infamous, he's already, he's already infamous made Michael couple, Sarah couple halftime gaps, report so. graphic with the pickle and the cactus in the desert, whatever the hell he's doing with that. Uh, you want to talk about the MLB lockout for a little bit? Uh, do you want to do that or UFC first? It's up to you. Those are the last two things we have. Let's talk about MLB. All right, all right. So I'll let you go first as the resident MLB fan before I dive into my opinion. So baseball fans around the globe. I will be the uh, first one to say that this is getting, uh, well, not the first one, maybe like the (laughs) 101st person to say that this is getting ridiculous, right? Um, MLB announced yesterday that both the Players Union and MLB Baseball did not come to an agreement. Um, MLB offered them a lucrative deal. The Players Association rejects it. So now we're in a situation where opening day has been canceled and the first two series of the regular season have been canceled, which basically means no Mm -hmm. spring training, no Cactus League, no Grapefruit League this year. It's going to be like 2020 when COVID happened. You're just going to have to train on your own with your team Mm -hmm. and then you're going to have to go straight into games. Yeah. And uh, they can't start negotiations, even start negotiating until tomorrow. So they've been... There's still so mm -hmm. many free agents out there that haven't been able to be signed. Yeah. There's still... All-star caliber player, Freddie Freeman, Anthony Rizzo, a ton of people that I can't think of off the top of my head that are still out there unemployed who should be making millions upon yeah, millions right now. Yeah, there's a bunch of unrestricted free agents that have not been signed to either extensions by the team they're on or like contracts by yeah. other teams right now. So, yeah. All right, I'll give my opinion. I, th- I think it differs a little bit from you. I'm, I'm completely on the side of the, of the players' union. Since... 2019. Keep in mind, there was a I, I don't think anybody's on the MLB side. Rob okay. Manfred needs to go. Yeah. But that, yeah. So I actually, as bad of a commissioner as he's been, I don't necessarily fully blame him on this because he, he does work for the owners. It's just his job. He has to, you know, negotiate in their behalf. That's just what sports commissioners do. And even though the MLB PA has been not even the best union in sports, it's been one of the best unions in the entire United United States over since, like, the 70s. It has been very, very good for its players compared to every other union, especially their sports union. I mean, the NFL wishes they had a player's association like the MLB does, and the NBA isn't even as good. So I, the MLB players have it good. I am not trying to get that mistaken. But since 2019, keep in mind there was a pandemic year, a full pandemic season that happened in the interim of this. The franchises increased in value by over 42 billion dollars and honestly some of the more a lot of the things that they're asking for are really actually for a lot of the demands are to get, make you know because you talked about like the housing and stuff for like some of the minor league players it's also for people on like you know rookie deals or some older players giving outside of like health insurance now there's mental like a mental component to it they want some of the other benefits to apply obviously some components are, hey, we want our, you know, some of these three hundred million dollar contracts. Since you got forty-two billion dollars to turn to turn to three hundred twenty, three hundred thirty, three hundred forty, three hundred fifty million. So I'm not saying that some of these big people just don't want even bigger money, but a lot of it is for like some of the smaller players, some of the people at the end of the bullpen. And I just, I know it is hard when people are making millions of dollars, you know, playing a game we played as kids to feel sympathy for them. But keep in mind, it's millionaires versus billionaires they are definitely and like i said 42 billion dollars as frustrating as it is and i hope that the owner uh, i hope the owners come to agreement I, i'm with the mlb in rejecting that offer i just don't think it was an offer worth taking i think the the players association i think the mlb 
it knows that the most fans will, you know, blame the players because there's the ones whose contracts and, you know, sponsorship money is all public. But I, I, I have a lot of respect for the PA in a time like this, rejecting that offer and sticking hard to their guns. I just, I really hope that Rob Manfred has a talk with the owners and just goes, look, they're not budging, so you guys got to give the players what they owe. But it'll, I mean, negotiations will start tomorrow, so we'll get more news tomorrow, which is probably when this episode will air, but it, it, it'll it be interesting to see how much more time is possibly missed. I mean, for the first time in a long time, the players are actually united. Like, yeah. they're all, like mm-hmm. they were offered a pretty good deal from Manfred yesterday, and they they, they denied it, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, they're sick and tired of it. Here's a message that Mike Trout posted on Instagram. Mike Trout, for any baseball fans out there, he is the face of baseball, arguably the greatest yes. player we've seen of this generation. Oh, absolutely. But he has the most vanilla personality. He doesn't show off. He's not Bryce Harper. It's so He's funny not, you, you know. It's so funny you mentioned that vanilla personality because, like, Tyler Hero, who's like basically like the sixth man, like third year in the NBA, a player on the Miami Heat, has almost twice as many Instagram followers. It's like that's how bland Mike Trout is. Mike Trout is like the pinnacle of his sport, and yet like a sixth man on a contender but not best team in the NBA has double his Instagram followers. So it is as amazing as he is, it's kind of crazy how bland. Like he's obviously like probably one of the nicest guys ever. He's just yeah. he doesn't he doesn't show off, which you gotta mm-hmm. love about him, but at the same time when you're looking at it from a brand and Sponsors marketing perspective. Like that. Yeah, like, like you want you want something like even Jeter in his day, like he showed personality during mm-hmm. interviews, even though he was like again a the, the most humble, standout nice guy. No, in the Trout's world. much more reserved. But here's what Mike Trout said today on an on an Instagram post regarding uh, the MLB lockout. He said, and I quote <clears throat> I want to play, I love our game, but I know we need to get the CBA right. Instead of bargaining in good faith, MLB locked us out. Instead of negotiating a fair deal, Rob Manfred canceled games. Players stand together for our game, for our fans, and for every player who comes after us, we owe it to the next generation. So he is leading the pack now when it comes to the players' union, calling out Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball. That's probably the ballsiest thing I've ever I, seen. I, 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 Round of applause for Mike Trout, especially because consider what's happened to him the past two seasons. You know, the COVID year and all that happened. And then even, like, before that, wasn't he significantly injured in the 2019 season, if I'm not mistaken? So, like, you know, he's in the prime of his career. And, like, he's like, you know, I'm willing to risk it for everyone else. You know, maybe my numbers don't reach. Maybe there's some records I don't break because I don't have as many games and stuff like that. Maybe I won't look as good and the all-time, you know, Mount Rushmore of players. But I'm willing to do that in order to better the for the rest of the players in this league, in this game I love. You just got to give a round of applause to have the bravery to do something like that. Well, that's Mike Trout, again, with the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Hank, we got a video of an interview I did recently with a uh, guy part of the Los Angeles Dodgers organization yes. out at Chavez Ravine. He's a former world champion, 0-4 with the Boston Red Sox. The stolen base heard around the world kind of changed that entire traje- trajectory of that Yankees-Red Sox series. The Boston Red Sox still the only team to erase a 3 nothing deficit in the championship That's series. So um, he is now currently the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. It is Dave Roberts with his opinion about the lockout. Dave Roberts, what's going on, man? Jack, what's that chain right there, dude? The what? What is that chain or whatever you got going around your necklace, around your neck? This is just hoodies. Okay, good. What do you got? What do you got? So, Jack, I just played a little golf today. Um, I was at Lakeside Country Club, played with uh, three friends, had a great day. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to connecting with you. Oh my goodness, are you in uh, LA right now, or are you in I'm Phoenix? In LA. I'm in LA, driving down after our conversation. Oh really, I'm in Glendale right now, I'm like, I'm exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Hey, I'm pissed, I should be there, you're right. Do you, th do you think this lockout is going to end anytime soon? Are you optimistic? You know, you know what? I'm an optimistic guy, but I was planning on leaving on Monday, but I got word from some people today that they're not as optimistic as we are. So I'm still planning on coming out on Monday, Jack, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Oh, my God. I mean, at least you're giving me an honest answer. You're a manager of a major league team. You're giving me an honest answer. I'm going to give you an honest answer, and we can remain hopeful, but I'll tell you right now, it was like both sides, like they just don't like or trust each other. So it's just a bad combo. Well, that stinks, man. But I, I'm hoping that you get out here soon. I got, I have a brief story I want to tell you. Two, I think it was two, three years ago. You were, I was across the table from you at a first watch restaurant. You were sitting with your wife and I wanted to introduce myself, but you guys were in the middle of praying before you guys ate. And I'm like, okay, he's a good Christian man. How, how weird question for you. How big is Christianity and how big is faith a factor in your life? You know what? It, it's everything, um, faith and family. And it's funny as like, people always ask me, how do you do it? How are you positive? How do you withstand all the criticism? And it's my faith. It, it, it really is. Because I think that people in the media or fans in general don't want to hear about faith and, and God's will. And I just know for me personally, Jack, and this is my personal decision, that the end of the day, God knows the final score. And that's how I can kind of like have peace and get to the next day. Um, people that don't have Jesus, I don't know how they do it. But that's how I cope. And so for me, I believe that. Was there like a, uh, a, an exact moment to where you figured this out and you were you saved? Know, yeah. So I didn't grow up with, with God in my family. I was a minor league ball player. Baseball was my God. And it was all about working hard, being a good person, which I believe in. But it was just like, I was just like not fulfilled. And then at that point in time, I gave my life to Christ and it was like it was ultimately it was like one of those like you hold on to this so much but he can't bless you and once you let go and let God then it was like holy crap he blessed me with like a big league career and money and, and influence and so that really 1996 it changed my life Amen. I mean, that's awesome. I, and then, then, of course, you got the uh, the stolen base at Fenway. I grew up a New York Yankee fan, so thanks for that one. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm, hey, I apologize. I apologize. Was that like, was that the, I mean, obviously it's talked about for you and your career, but like looking back at that, pinch running for Kev at first base, is that like the career-changing moment? It, it was, and it was one of those like, you prepare and you don't, it's one of those things where it's like, you prepare, you don't know if the opportunity is going to happen, but when it does happen, you can't be afraid to fail. And that's just not in baseball. That's like in any industry. And so for me, I was a cheerleader. I was a supporter. I was ready when called upon. And then once my number was called, I acted. And so I was just blessed. So, yeah. Wow. Did you enjoy the Super Bowl? I want, I want to visit SoFi Stadium here pretty soon. And I hear it's just like the best stadium in the hey, world. Glendale's great. SoFi's better. It's better. I believe and it. So you have to come. The Super Bowl was ridiculous. 
and you need to come out here. But before that, I better see you at spring training. You better say hello to me. I just got signed on on ESPN to do play-by-play commentary for college sports, so hopefully I can get credentialed and I'll come by. Jack, please say hello and let me know this whole conversation because I have to meet you, okay? We're going to do it. I I definitely want to pick your brain more about your faith and everything you got going on, man. Done. Done. (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for reaching out, and then I'll see you in, let's call it, seven to ten days. Oh, yes, sir. I cannot wait. So he basically confirmed everybody's belief system that these two are complete enemies right now. Yes. Yes, yes, he did. I have to say, it is... I mean, there was a time when, like, even people super plugged into baseball like yourself were just like, yeah, they're going to fight over money, but I I don't think the the games won't be missed. I remember we talked about this, I think, like, four or five weeks ago, and you were like, I don't think. Like, maybe some spring training, but no regular season games, like, get missed. Like we, But then, you know, I think that was before uh, that uh, interview with him, but I think that really, from the perspective just how much of enemies they really are in this negotiation. And again, a special shout out to Dave Roberts. Hell of a guy. Yes. Uh, believer as well. Talked a little bit about his, uh, his Christianity as well for those believers out there that want to tune into that. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's out here now, but obviously nothing's going on. Um, so it should be a lot of fun to watch. But, you know, life must go on. When one door closes, another one opens. Jorge Masvidal, back in the octagon for yes. UFC 272. Yes. So I'll let you uh, take the lead on it, and I have our bet online number, so I can provide you all of the uh, odds and over-unders. Well, thank you, Hufflepuff, for setting the scene. It is Colby Covington taking on Jorge Masvidal in the main event of UFC 272. I mean, UFC 300 is going to be, it's going to be hectic. That could be a legion. That could be a legion stadium in Vegas. That, I think that's very likely. But it's going to be Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal, 16-3. and three. Colby coming into this fight. I'm going to give the edge. I don't know what the spread is, but I'm going to give the edge to Colby Covington right off the bat yeah, because he's... he is coming off a big fight recently. Jorge Masvidal has not fought in a long time, man. He's done a lot of stuff. He's been in all-elite wrestling recently, taking out Chris Jericho from the past few months and what I've seen of AEW television. So he's kind of been all over the place with Dan Lambert and the uh, the American, whatchamacallit, his mm-hmm. whole club. Um, so I'm going to go Col- Colby Covington. I think he's he's more motivated. He's coming off a big loss recently. He's looking to get back into it. I think he's he's going to take Jorge Masvidal to... Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, right now our friends at Bet Online. Sign up for that 50% bonus at that a boy, Zach. B-L-E-A-V-50. You got it right. They uh they definitely agree with you. They currently have uh Colby Covington as a decent favorite at uh plus uh one one twenty-seven. The money line, he's minus three eighteen over uh Masvidal. So definitely that the one thing that I'm really curious on, because maybe it's just because we've been seeing, you know, some of the, you know, more light and featherweight titles, and this is, you know, obviously. Which div- what division are these two fighters in again? What division is this? This you moron. I no, you stupid son of a bitch. The medium or heavyweight? They are the welterweight division. Oh, thank you. See, thank you very much. You're I, not a fan. My point be, I literally said before so this. This is not a division. I really only follow uh-huh. feather and lightweight. Uh huh. Anyway. Uh-huh. So welterweight, so we're seeing some more, but I'm still surprised because normally you don't really see this high of it. The over-under for the round count for the fight is four and a half. I'm curious if you go on the over-under on that. I'm going to go the over. Really? You think it lasts at least goes at least the fifth round? 
I think these are two premier fighters in the prime of their career, and I think Colby Covington has the edge just because I think he's fought more recently than Jorge Masvidal. Mm. I think he's, I think his blood's pumping. I think he's in a much better state to fight where Jorge, Jorge Masvidal is going to have to shake off the cobwebs. I think pretty that's quickly. The, I think that's the reason why I'm going with with the under because I'm with you in Covington, but I, I think the rush for Masvidal. From every from what I've heard, it's just been like it's so much longer that he since he's fought, and I just don't know if so much be... longer. I mean, he's a much more well-rounded veteran than Kobe. That's that's fair, but I thirty-five wins to Kobe sixteen. You I, can't deny that. I know, but I still think that it Covington wins in the third. I don't think it goes to a fifth round. I, I know, still well, think time it ends will tell. We were dead round. wrong last time about Dustin and uh, Charles. That's true, and we also were right uh, wrong about. Um, Oh, the feet, Pena, the yeah, Nunez, Pena, yeah. And Nunez. We Nunez, were Nunez has lost in five years. I think everybody was wrong. But that about was like that. the second round, right? Yeah. That like Pena. Oh my god, that was that was crazy. But yeah, it'll be a great, uh, great fight to watch. Yeah, Rafael Dos Anjos coming back. Greg yes. Hardy, Greg Hardy back in action after getting his face clipped in Vegas Dude, last he was, summer. He was winning that fight. Okay, I okay, I need to be clear because I know like Dana is like getting kind of impatient with you know him. Was close. This, this might be his last chance. Was, but the last one, I thought, I thought his, was, la- I thought his was, last fight was going to be his last. He chance. was winning, and he just took. Literally, it was one, one, just one hit, one backhand, and he was gone. He was actually totally. He had what's I can't. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name, but he had him on the rope ropes, or he had him on the cage, and just one, just one backhand, and he was out. Like I, he was actually winning that fight, and he just took one ill-advised backhand. To the chin and it was knocked out. So I hope he wins because you're right. A lot of people thought that was his last fight because Dana's, you know, like not about it. But I, I hope he wins because I love seeing him and I hope he he continues. But you, you're right. He's he's on a very very short lease now. It'll be interesting to see. Two seventy two this uh, this Saturday. Yep, March fifth. March fifth this Saturday. UFC three hundred. You know where UFC three hundred could take place when it's all said and done? You think in a legion? The cock. Now that would be incredible. Okay, Dana. Peacock Dana, has about right. six months to get that all going. Right. I've never done this before. I'm actually going to bug a celebrity on social media. I'm going to at Dana White with this clip. Dana, please have UFC 300 take place in whatever arena Peacock sponsors, so that the we can have the most gladiatorial battle in the cock. Thank you, Dana. Please. A real cock fight. Date. See. The marketing just, it makes itself. The marketing, Dana, I got you. I got you, buddy. It's bound to happen. <sighs> and we are going to have an entire episode dedicated oh. to it because we called it before Bring the whiskey else. back. We'll celebrate it's, for it's that. It's going to happen. Oh, it's going to be great. It's, it's going to happen. Great. I can't wait for that episode. But this is, we're going to have to wrap this yes. up now because, you know, we're, we're closing in on about a half an hour. And then this is about the time where fans start to get sick and tired <laughs> of listening to Hufflepuff run oh. his big mouth, you classless jackass. Oh, my God. But this was episode 493 of the show. Remember, presented by... Mayweather Boxing and Fitness, remember to sign up for that 50% bonus on betonline.ag by using the promo code what? Capital B-L-E-A-V 50. That's right. And a special thanks to State 48. Head to state48.com for your apparel now. Hunku, hit the lights. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.